0: How's it going, guys? Welcome to episode 48 of Fear Frequency. So this is Jimmy, and I'm just letting you know that this week the episode is a little bit different. So George and I went to Salem, Massachusetts last weekend to see the new Halloween, and our friend Alex DiVincenzo from Broke Horror Fan also came along. After we saw the movie, we decided to do an hour-long discussion on the movie, so that's going to be the episode this week, just because we knew if we did a new segment before Halloween, you guys would just skip to Halloween. So we'll be back with a normal episode next Tuesday. Just want to let you know so you weren't like, huh, did I miss half the episode or something? As far as spoilers go, we did our best to keep this spoiler free, but if you want to go in completely fresh, I would wait until after you see the movie to listen to this episode. I just can't predict what you're going to think is a spoiler. So, if you don't want anything spoiled for you, click away now. If you don't care about vague references or minor details or hearing about scenes we liked or disliked in a vacuum without spoiling any of the plot, then I think you're okay. Just wanted to give you guys a heads up. Anyways, guys, remember to leave a nice review on itunes i'm sorry i keep harping on this but it's the only way to really grow the show and especially with a bunch of different horror podcasts popping up in october we have more competition than ever so we'd really appreciate it if you went and left us a five-star review on itunes that's all the housekeeping for this week though so let's get into our hour-long discussion on the new halloween and a little bit of rob zombies halloween and a little bit of everything else but anyways let's just talk about halloween and now we're here with our review of halloween 2018 the official title of the movie. The coolest thing about it, though, is that not only is the audio quality worse than usual, we also have Alex from Broke Horror Fan here. Here to bring the quality down. So I think it evens out. I think it's like we lose the audio quality, but we then we get us. right back up to where we usually are by having you on. But then you also lose respect by having me on. Uh, yeah, so it all you know, show every week. We've been on a steady downturn from episode one. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we started at the top, and we've just been <laughs> slowly working our way down. Started at the bottom. <laughs> Still here. Still here. So
0: unlike uh, probably everyone listening, we were lucky enough to see Halloween Yeah, here at the Salem Horror Fest, and I think it's safe to say we all liked it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was very good.
0: Uh, so in case uh, you guys haven't heard it enough from me, this movie is directed by David Gordon Green, written by Danny McBride and Jeff Fradley? Fradley? Jeff Fradley? And David Gordon Green. And David, and David, David Gordon Green. Green. Uh, They all work together on all the comedies, and it stars Jamie Lee Curtis, Judy Greer, Andy Manichek, James Drew Courtney, and (laughs) Hollick Lidgenner. That's a name. As Dr. Sartain. (laughs) So (laughs) this is the 40 years later return of Michael Myers' Laurie Strode, and it's continuing the story from Halloween 1 while ignoring everything that happened after Halloween 1. Uh, so, what did everyone think? Alex, start with you. What what are your detailed thoughts on this movie? Uh, detailed without going into
2: spoilers. Right. Um, little preface, because I am not a host of the show. Uh, Halloween is my favorite movie ever. Uh, I love the entire franchise. It's my favorite horror franchise, too, but the original kind of made me want to be a filmmaker in a lot of ways, uh, which I'm still struggling to do, but I still want to (laughs) do.
0: You just Uh, won awards for your, uh... Victor they live inside yeah. us, right? That's what it's called? It's called,
2: short. Uh, BS? Is that what you're Oh, friend? BS. BS, <laughs> yes, BS. Yeah, I watched it. All right. uh, well, thanks. Uh, yeah, look up you're my stuff on YouTube. Showman. I am an award-winning filmmaker. <laughs> give yourself credit. Uh, but they give them to everybody. <laughs> it's a participation Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Goddamn Halloween's Millenniums. Uh, yeah, so I love John Carpenter's Halloween. Um, so I think my expectations were impossible to meet. Like, this could have been any movie ever, and it wouldn't have lived up to my... To my uh, expectations, But that said, it came pretty close. Okay. Uh, I have a couple minor, like, gripes with it, uh, some of which are spoiler territory, so I won't get into here. But it definitely satisfied the fanboy in me, and I think that's probably the most important thing I can say about it.
0: Okay. George?
1: Yeah. Um, I'd say it's probably the best sequel to the original Halloween. I don't think that any...
0: Yeah, sorry if you guys hear trucks. <laughs> we're we're working with what we got here. Salem is a busy yeah, town. Yeah, we're, in we're literally on the busiest road <laughs> of Salem right now.
1: But um, I mean, obviously, I don't know if any sequel will ever be as good as the original Halloween. But I think this comes the closest to that quality wise. Okay. Um, I thought that the plot was didn't really bog it down. Like it, it made sense, but it wasn't like. Overcomplicated. It didn't really try to do any things that like the later parts, like the later sequels did, that really ruined the character or tried to over-explain things or kind of just bogged down the entire franchise. This is a very clean, uh, minimalist take on the on the idea where it's just getting Michael back into the swing of things and letting him kind of use all the tools at his disposal to do what he does best.
0: Yeah, he's like a wild animal. In the movie. <laughs> I really liked it. Um, after watching every single Halloween for the reviews, I haven't gotten to Halloween 2, so I'm going to reserve judgment on whether or not I think it's the best sequel until I rewatch Halloween 2, because it's been a while, but I think it's my favorite since the original. Like, uh, Just from seeing it, sitting on it in a couple days, I think it's my favorite since the original. Uh, I went into this knowing that I was going to ruin pretty much the entire plot for myself <laughs> with the YouTube channel and everything, and I was ready for that. And I am blown away by how much of the movie is revealed in the trailers. Like, they how much of the third act was shown. Yeah. But even then, still, I, I had a great time. It had legitimate twists that did get me. I think, uh, including Judy Greer and Annie Manichek, I really like that there's three generations of Strode, instead of it being just Lori and her daughter. The granddaughter angle was really cool. Uh, and it was just Jamie Lee Curtis. I, I liked this Lori Strode more than the H2O Lori <laughs> <Laurie> Strode. <laughs> I
1: like.
0: I, I they kept a lot of the same elements, obviously, from that
1: uh, S- similar idea where it's yeah. she's obviously messed up from the f- events of the first Halloween, and she's worried about Michael Myers her entire adult life. Yeah. And they they keep that angle, but they they changed. They, they make her more.
0: She, they make her more of a human. Like I think. Like the way she handles all that stuff in this movie, I think, is a lot more believable. Yeah. The other one, they go a little overly psychological with her like
2: seeing Michael right. I think which which is probably true to trauma victims but doesn't play out on screen as well it almost right. feels like a cliche a trope um, so I kind of liked what they did with her she kind of goes like full recluse into survival yeah. mode <laughs> um, and like you said I like that they had like the three generations and they're all different so she Jamie Lee Curtis has or Laurie Strode I should say has this contentious relationship with her daughter right. because she's kind of been this recluse she got really messed up in 1978 and had never really recovered uh, but has a sweet relationship with Allison, her granddaughter. And Allison is really like, her character echoes Laurie Strode in oh, 1978 completely. in a really nice way. The same way that Jamie the Curtis echoes Loomis and a little bit of Michael Myers, I would say. They I kind think of, so too. They kind of mirror one another in their, you know, they're isolated and it kind of brings them on the
1: brink of crazy. Of no, yeah. insanity. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like She's not stopping to think and neither
1: is he. Like her her goal. They have a similar goal in mind, where it's just killing to can kill, stop kill, the kill the opposite one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: she, they both want to kill, but she wants to kill a person, and he wants to kill everybody he comes <laughs> into contact with. But speaking of Michael, I thought he was they they finally just since the first one really just nailed what he is. Mm-hmm. Just I I love that there was a mix, uh, solid mix. It's pretty much half and half of on screen kills that you actually see happen, and then kills that have already happened but you see the aftermath. And I like that because it stops you from feeling numb when you see people get killed. I feel like if it was just it, it's like the difference between this and a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Friday the Thirteenth, you're watching, you want to crack some beers and see Jason just you know rip some people apart. Right. And there I, there is some of that element with Halloween, I think, but it did feel true crimey and sort of horrific this time around. Like it was like he was brutal. Yeah,
2: brutal is a good word for it. Um, but I feel like it's less. Um, over the top's not the word. Maybe exploitational. Yeah. Exploitative is the real word. I think. <laughs> I'd say like less uh, silly, less like exploitative than Rob Zombies, which is yeah. definitely brutal, but kind of
1: goes too far with it. In so- at some yeah. points, it almost goes full B movie. Yeah, or, yeah. In the it's Zombies. it's so it's so. Gore, it almost becomes funny yeah, at times for movie better or for feels worse. Like
0: Grindhouse, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And this is a little more restrained in that aspect. Oh, totally. I mean, there are definitely scenes of very intense gore. Like yeah. you're, you will be satisfied with some of the some of the kills in this movie, but uh, it doesn't go too far into that to where it's like gallons and buckets of blood everywhere like (laughs) the house is like you know i mean it's It's it's, all like
0: pouring down the stairs (laughs) like like in the (laughs) shining
2: right Right. i'm interested to see how it plays back to back when you watch the original because the one thing like halloween 2 the original halloween 2 is such a good back-to-back because stylistically they're so similar i mean dean condy shot them both yeah um but obviously i mean the original halloween is almost bloodless I mean, there's there's there's, what five deaths and Mm -hmm. very little blood on screen, and then part two. The only thing they changed, other than you know the story progressing, is the same night. But there's a little bit more blood to the kills by that point. You know, Friday the Thirteenth had already come out and kind of started the slasher wave or continued the slasher wave, I should say. Uh, So I'm curious to see how this one falls up. If you were just watching Carpenters and then sit down and watch this immediately after,
0: would it be jarring because he's because of the blood? I think it I think it might work just because this movie has an air of Michael has just been like saving energy the entire <laughs> yeah. time. He's like in power saving blood, just like standing there. It's like you feel you can like just seem like vibrating <laughs> in Smith's Grove just like I'm going to get out and when I do like this town is fucked and they don't even
2: know it. All right, I'll buy that. I will say the like you said them nailing Michael Myers like even before he gets the mask there's. I don't think this is too spoiler to say. I mean, nah, he, he gets so out. Funny. He kills people. It's Halloween. Dude, no, you can't. Say uh, that. Uh, oh, well, you we'll, can't read the synopsis. Well, no, we we'll no gonna go see it now. We'll cut. <laughs> we'll cut that out. Um, no, but like even the scenes where he's unmasked the beginning, which I mean, they they do a good job like kind of obscuring his face, but like they're not kitschy about it. Like they're okay yeah. with.
0: Like, he's a person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I really like those scenes. Like, I thought he yeah. was creepy in that those elements. Yeah. The, the, there's a flash. This has been in... It's in every TV spot now, so I don't care. There's a flash where you get to see that dead eye. They never straight up, like, hang on the dead eye. Yeah. But there's, like, a, a one one scene where it's very obscured, except it's a black screen mostly, except for Michael's face when, it's, when he's still in Smith's Grove. And you see his dead left eye. And that effect it looked really cool. And it's like, that it's a battle scar. It just looks sweet to me. I thought that was that was just enough of what I needed to see of Michael's face. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. It's not like there's no Halloween Five like big reveal or Halloween yeah. One where you see Tony Moran for five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the real Michael Myers. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, uh, cool. props to James Jude Courtney. Oh, he killed it. Is he, no yeah. pun intended. <laughs> uh, but he's so good. And then obviously Nick Castle played him in a scene or two. Like yeah, it. I'd like to know. I'm not sure where. I
0: heard, uh, there's, so he said, "It's it's the scene where he did the head tilt, which I'm not going to say where that is in the movie, but I think we all know where it is in the movie now. Yeah, <laughs> it's that that was him. Okay, that's, that's l- interesting. That's the only shot. I'd like in. to go back
2: and watch that. But yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, it's really cool they got him back. But really, I mean, James Jude Courtney owns it. Like, oh yeah, dude, <laughs> like they shouldn't go with anyone else. I Either. feel like he's earned the title as much as Kane Hodder has earned Jason, or yeah, Jason at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just." The brutality of him and the stature, as a force, a presence on the screen, he's always intimidating. You never see him in your... Like, you're always scared when he's on screen. And this movie, I think, does a great job of bringing it back to more scary. Scary Michael Myers. He's not a joke. He's not, like, just there to create a bunch of blood and kill people. He's there... Michael Myers is not a (laughs) soundbite. He's he's not a soundbite. He's there to... (laughs) <laughs> That's Be <speed> intimidating. <laughs> God, that must rhyme
0: speech. It's <laughs> not something you can post online. <laughs> like a podcast? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It... James Drew Courtney did a great job as Michael. I... I feel like they delivered on showing me what I wanted from that in a lot of ways. And also, let's talk about the mask. The mask was great. I right? like the mask a lot, yeah. Um, it it's... was
2: not it looked like it was 40 years old without kind of looking too much like rob zombies it was much
0: more like it felt very it had a lot more sharpness to it i felt it, it, it looked like you were looking at a painting of the mask a lot of the time it looked like art artistry i don't know what that is but i made up a word <laughs> but I, I almost said like this is we haven't seen it this good in a while but we have because Ro- rob zombies mask is yeah, great it's yeah. a great mask but if we're following the original Halloween timeline, this is the best it's looked since the original by far. Yeah. Because it looks like the one from the original, but old.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> that seems like the weirdest part that's such a struggle for the movies to get right, since that should be the cheapest thing in the yeah. whole movie to <laughs> yeah. do. To just get a mask and make it look intimidating. <laughs> like I don't know why that's been so difficult to do. And even while we've been here in Salem, there's many people walking around with like the terrible Everyone H2 has the mask. two mask. <laughs> it's like the it must be that must be the it's most easier popular. to license that
0: one, I think. Yeah. Than the original.
1: So Where it has like the skin tone neck and the white face. It's <laughs> yeah. just strange. I think uh, Resurrection is the easiest to license. Because
0: those are what the those toys are. are what every toy oh, yeah, is. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, the, the string lights that Spirit Halloween was selling yeah. are Resurrection. But that stuff is, like, stylized enough to where you just have to kind of get the mask right. I like that those toys because they're working with other properties. Like, <laughs> they they don't get it as wrong as the movies yeah, do. Big but. difference when you're actually making a movie with yeah. like a huge budget. <laughs> Digressing, uh, Hannah or Hanna, I almost said Hannibal. <laughs> Haddonfield in this movie is awesome. The, I, me and George, George and I were from small Midwest town, and this felt like even though we live in Michigan and this movie takes place in Illinois, it feels like where we grew up.
1: I think it definitely nails that small town feel that. I think it's really only been captured in, like, the intro to Halloween 4, and, and obviously is pretty good in one, despite yeah. the fact that there's visible palm trees and stuff in the background. <laughs> it's in but uh But, I mean, it, it just, it feels like a small town where people would go trick-or-treating, and there's families that live there, and it's a very, just like a... Quiet neighborhood. That's Actually, feels lived in.
0: Everyone knows the uh, Officer Hawkins. He's like the local small town, like goofy cop. But it was cool to see. I was like, oh, he's gonna be hammy, like uh, the cops in Halloween H-5? Five. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, great, because they, <laughs> they introduced the him clown in music play. behind him. when he's <laughs> <laughs> But once, like once things are kicked off, it's like snap. He's like, he's in. He's in it. And they they planned on reshooting the ending of the original movie and showing him at the house. At being like oh this is the cop that was there on the night it happened i'm glad they didn't include that because that would have felt so on the nose yeah like they just kind of allude to it like, yeah okay they, they say mm-hmm. it in dialogue like
1: he was there when he was apprehended yeah. but we don't need to see it
0: yeah right it's like oh okay i get it right. so it's
1: kind of personal for him too yeah and it trusts the audience to be smart enough to understand what they're putting down and i think that's they did a smart thing with that with homages to the original movie where they have scenes that are referencing the original movie that pay homage to it, but they're not like 100% the same. Yeah. And they're there for people who are fans of the series to be like, oh, that's a cool scene. That's a like a really fun callback.
0: Yeah.
1: I thought the Halloween
0: 3 one was great with those kids in the masks in yeah, the is trailer. It's super subtle, it's but it's like, if you catch than, it, it's cool.
1: It's longer than it is in
0: the trailer. They're, they're <laughs> and like, you see like, all three masks. Yeah, they're yeah. in an extended scene. In the trailer, cool. I think you can only see two of them,
2: but you see all three. Right, and that was film. great. That's yeah. a good reference. I will say, on that note, one thing that I, I would say didn't like but kind of irked me a little bit the the references i love them all and like they're subtle enough where if you're not a huge nerd like they would just pass you right by and there's no problem with that right obviously we saw it in a theater full of halloween fans so there was like applause and laughs, <laughs> which is great but there's one like l- late in the third act which is a great reference but it kind of got a laugh from our theater and at that was point was, yeah exactly like a knowing thing. A nod to the audience, but I felt it was a little distracting at that point. Like at that right. point you're so far into the plot, I feel like the levity should be gone. And I will say, like, obviously this is coming from three writers predominantly known from comedy. Right. There's some funny moments. Oh, yeah, but it's not a point. comedy.
0: No, wait, people were a couple of people coming out of tip for saying that like, there's too many jokes, and I don't I think, think there were but, at all. There's like two characters who are comedic yeah, relief and oh, they're yeah. both good at it. There's a little kid that uh, Jenny Garner's character, Vicky, is babysitting, and this kid Hilarious. Yeah, he steals good. a lot of his scenes. <laughs> you see him in the trailer, that kid is really funny. He's like, he's great. He has some great one-liners and yeah. he's he pops up a lot. Uh, something I liked, but this this is something that I think could go one way or the other for anyone watching the movie. I really liked that you come into this movie and Car- Allison's friends are her friends. There's no manufactured drama. Like, they're all just friends. They're oh, yeah.
2: I want to challenge you on that. Yeah.
0: I, oh, you didn't like it. Yeah. I no, like, no, hmm. not that. Not that. I, I liked, like... The, the,
2: the friends and stuff are fine but there is some drama like, which I can't say without spoiling uh, but well
0: I, I talked about in my review I don't like her boyfriend the... no not even that but <laughs> I, don't know, I can't say it wait uh, we, we pause the recording to talk about a spoiler and I have to agree with Alex uh, on what he was saying I'm not going to say what it is though <laughs> but I, I, I'm going to give Alex this one I agree you that there, the there is one character who's kind of manufactured drama but it ties into what I was saying with there's a subplot with Allison's boyfriend which is they want to they want to turn her into like a the badass female character mm-hmm. and that's the only reason I think that's the stuff with her boyfriend is in there that's the only subplot I felt like was kind of tacked on yeah, but it, it's so minor that I was like oh, okay yeah other than that they feel like it's, a genuine group of friends it's good yeah I like uh Vicky, Jenny Garner, she was cool. Yeah, she's a good babysitter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she, she was a good uh, foil, or not foil. She was a good like bounce board for uh, the little kid she was babysitting. Yeah. She she gave it back just as much as he was giving it to her, which is pretty cool to see. Uh, I liked, I liked that she had more friends than Laurie, and it felt like the people that were her friends in this movie are people that Andy Manachek's character would hang out with. I didn't, it wasn't just like oh we got to hit every stereotype of college or high school archetypes. Yeah. yeah, and I'm glad that the high school stuff, the high school stuff is like one scene. It's just like it's only used to establish that these characters are in high school. They're like, <laughs> but it's Great. a cool like Halloween dance. That's yeah, a nice touch. and you know what's cool about uh, the high school stuff? A lot of the high school stuff doesn't have a score. A lot, a lot of this movie has no music. But wh- I thought that was cool how reserved the score was. But then when you hear it, it the rips. score rips. Oh, yeah, it's so good. John <laughs> yeah. Carpenter's
2: first score since Ghost of Mars. Oh, Mate. he's released a couple albums oh, obviously, yeah, but yeah. it's his first original
0: soundtrack since Ghost of Mars. And I, I, when you quantify like that, that's crazy. 2001, I believe that was, so 17 years. And <laughs> yeah, I like uh I like his two albums. And I think I think he's getting older, you know. He's done done everything he's probably going to do on his own. I think having his kid and Derek Davies working with him, I feel like it really fleshed out Dan his Davies, or Dan Davies. I keep calling him Derek Davies. <laughs> uh fleshed out his sound and in a good way and that was awesome like yeah, soundtrack kind of makes it fresh again i think
2: yeah. not that he ever got stale i mean his stuff is still being aped 30 40 years later yeah. but
0: <laughs> oh yeah stranger's prayer night
2: i think it gave <laughs> <laughs> i think it gave him kind of revived his interest in it oh yeah, yeah. working so. with his family yeah, i think that's awesome
0: yeah so george what do you think about soundtrack
1: yeah i love the score i thought or that score. it like, comes in at all the right moments. It hits every beat that you want it to beat. I think it's a good mix of samples from the original soundtrack where there are sounds that you've heard, you know, beats yeah, that were yeah, in the original the classic movie. Cues. The classic cues, all that. But then there's a lot of fresh additions to it that mix it up enough to where it feels still, like, really new and interesting. And, like, when it kicks in, when it needs to kick in, it just really sets the movie up like way better than you'd ever expect it to be
0: yeah definitely and the cool thing is there's a lot of those stingers where the camera sees michael and is like on him and then it goes like like in the first movie (laughs) and you see in the trailer but he didn't just use that one from the first movie they came up with a bunch of new ones for this where every time it happens it's a different little stinger and they're all really cool uh it, it's just a richer sound than i think we've gotten it uses a lot of different instruments along with that classic synth sound that you're expecting uh i the sound i think the soundtrack really is elevates this movie I mean, if you take this the score out of this movie i think i don't think it's necessarily worse but i think it would just be a competent slasher instead of a like quality follow-up to halloween yeah i think is the it? score is what just really bumps it up to that next level there's that famous
2: story about the original halloween where there was a screening mm-hmm. without a score and some critic gave it a terrible review then she saw it again with the score and said it was the scariest movie right. <laughs> i never heard that hey that's a really
0: crazy story yeah. <laughs> how do they do a screening without a score it was like a test screening you know oh, yeah they were just like oh okay i think
1: that's in the halloween one documentary they talk about that oh
0: okay cool i didn't know that that's yeah a, that's a fun little tidbit <laughs> yeah I could see that, though. Yeah, and this movie definitely would also, I think... The pacing in this movie is great. It's very quick. I called it scattershot, but in a good way. (laughs) It keeps you guessing, where it's, it's always... It keeps a good chronological timeline of events in the movie, but it's also cutting between a lot of characters at any given time. It never really gives you a chance to breathe. And I think that plays into why Michael is scary in this movie, because in 2018, you'd think, Michael, it would be pretty easy to catch a guy
1: walking around older guy that's <laughs> Even, been institutionalized for 20 years yeah and, 40. 40 years yeah. yeah
0: and then you could say like oh he had the benefit of it being halloween where everyone's running around dressed up and yeah that's true but the way they made him scary is by making sure he never stops moving like he's always moving yeah yeah he's 61 his character <laughs> yeah but like he still feels like a threat yeah oh yeah i i was i would be i was scared of him and i thought it was believable in the ways that they made him show up behind certain characters and I don't want to get too spoilery for you guys, but <laughs> the kills are cool. Well executed uh, horror set pieces. Yeah. I, but I. going back to the trailers, I'm like, as time goes on, more and more salty about... <laughs> How much. How much they give away. I, I would get it in the second trailer because that's the one where a lot of people these days seem to see the first reveal trailer for a movie and then they go, all right, I'm done. I'm, I'm not watching anything after this. That's but exactly they, what I did with this one. They reveal more in the first trailer than the second one. <laughs> I need to go back and watch the second. Yeah. Oh my God. That
2: pissed me off. I guess they figure at that point, I mean, they have your money. They don't give a shit. But... Yeah.
0: And everyone who didn't watch the scene EW put out, you made a good decision. Cause it's from, <laughs> I guess that it was from the beginning of the movie. It's from like the almost very end. I, which I guess you could piece together. I was just hoping, I guess. My hope was that they weren't actually footage spoil from Laurie's house would be shown from the beginning of the movie, but no. And speaking of her house, the the fortress Laurie Strode has created <laughs> is insanely cool. Yeah, I think it required a
2: tiny bit of uh, suspension of disbelief. Really? Yeah. I mean, I know she had 40 years to do well, it, we but can't like... specific.
0: No, I know, but like, is she hmm. an engineer of some sort? Like, well... She's been sitting out there alone, just training herself every day. Because she had uh, her daughter taken away from her at such a young age. True. She's just sitting out there in the woods, popping targets every day of her life. <laughs> I, and it feels like she custom built that house to be the Michael prison. <laughs> right. Like, like Michael's hell. <laughs> it, it was cool. It was like uh, where Michael kind of commands every uh, environment he's in. It, it felt weird to have... Him be off his footing a little bit. It was kind of cool. They and can't... so was Lori, like in the same scenes. Yeah, though, which was great. Yeah, he kind of didn't know who was gonna have the upper hand. And I will say, it wasn't like they made, they played Lori up to be this badass, and then once she starts grappling with Michael she just goes down like a punk but she, she like Jamie Lee Curtis looks strong in this movie Yeah, oh, yeah she I
2: definitely should. channels like Ripley and Sarah
1: Connor oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah
0: She, for her age especially she looked buff <laughs> I was like yeah. I wouldn't oh, yeah. take a punch from her no
1: like she plays the tough like trauma victim that's not gonna take anybody's shit anymore especially the one who's like put her through it all those years ago yeah right. and I mean she just always is great every scene that she's in She has some, like, comedic relief parts that are pretty funny. Oh, she's hilarious (laughs) in this. Uh, (laughs) uh, I want to talk about the jokes, but I I won't do it for you guys. I I laughed
0: at all of the comedic moments of her. I laughed out
1: loud. Right, but I don't think those... Even though there are comedic moments, it doesn't take away from her character. Like, she's not coming on and, like, having her five-minute set that she's prepared for, like, a (laughs) stand-up or anything. But, um she's like funny when she needs to be mm-hmm. she's thoughtful when she needs to be and badass when she needs to yeah. be and I think all she works in everything that she's in extremely well I agree like, it feels genuine yeah
0: did you yeah what did you think I, I thought she channeled the character of Lori from the original movie she would come out every once in a while and you'd be like oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah, can yeah. See this that, is Laurie's friend that, yeah. yeah Yeah. it wasn't like just being Jamie Lee Curtis that's I, a good point yeah Um. so what what is everyone's negatives I want to talk about negatives now That aren't spoilers. (laughs) Yeah, I'm
2: trying to think. uh, This will only make sense after you see the movie, I guess, because I'm going to almost speak in code (laughs) to not spoil it. Uh, But there's uh, (laughs) a character who makes a decision that impacts the plot, and I question... I I know what you're talking about. uh, Yeah, I I question his uh, reasoning for doing so. I mean, he's given a reason... I just question the legitimacy of it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. You know? So, uh, I come it. back and listen to this after <laughs> you see the movie. I, I like that part. It, it got me. I was, I was like, whoa. Uh, and I'm not going to talk about it anymore. <laughs> my, my negative is, again, the boyfriend. And then uh, there's a Loomis sound alike in this movie. <laughs> and you think he sounds like Loomis. see that. I don't think it sounded anything <laughs> like that. Donald Pleasant. See, it did not, but I guess. It was jarring to me. It was. I don't know if it's just because I've just watched all, all of the movies four times, so I have Donald Pleasance's perfect voice Constantly in my head. screaming in yeah. the back here. Well, it's, <laughs> and it's Every week, we, we have to do him screaming at the end of Halloween 6 for our uh, Halloween alerts. We, we, he, like, screams, and we're like, oh, Don, uh, Dr. Loomis is dying in Halloween 6 specifically, and we've got to talk about Halloween now. So I guess it's just, like, I've heard his voice so much that it's like, I don't know. That's
2: off. Well, that's like, right. I think he's, like, he has a very distinct voice, so it's hard to imitate yeah.
0: to begin with. George can do it. <laughs> do it. Do it now. No, <laughs> do it, Mike. <Michael. laughs> <laughs> uh, Donald Pleasance here. <laughs> Maybe this place is haunted. Yeah, right. It's The
2: Ghost of Salem. Um, no, but like I, I didn't. It didn't take me out. Like the way the one in H two O H twenty, whatever you want to call it, um, takes me out of it because it's so jarringly
0: bad. This one didn't, and it's it is so bad in H two O. I don't know which is worse. I at first I no, thought don't listen to him it's H two O. I'm going on oh, record. I don't know. I, I'm gonna bring a recording of uh, the H2O voiceover yeah. into the theater. Yeah, I'm gonna play it full volume on my phone <laughs> right after that part happens in the movie, and I'll just I'll listen to it on my way out of the theater while I'm being like firmly escorted. <laughs> 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 that was my that was my big nickname because it just felt like there's no reason to include them in the first place. Like it's like if you want to include them, get the stems from the original movie and just use dialogue that's already from the movies. In my opinion, like the added dialogue from Dr. Loomis is just a, vi- like a variation of what he's already said in f- six <laughs> other movies. Yeah. Spoiler alert, Michael's evil. Yeah. He's like, he's pure evil. It's like, oh, really? Like, oh, shit. I think they should I have just used that,
1: that uh, clip, his speech in, is it H2, where he's... Is it H2 or the NH1 where he says that, like, he watched him in Smith's Grove, and he was like, he wasn't watching... It was like he was looking past the wall, through the wall. That's like, the first yeah. one. Yeah, the first one. You
0: know what they really could have done that I think would have worked better? They could have pulled that scene from the TV version of Halloween. That, I was just going to yeah. yeah. say that. When yeah. he's talking to the board yeah. and just straight up explaining Michael with no music. Right. Nothing. It's just him in a room. <laughs> yeah. They could have used, used because that. Because if
2: they were to use a scene
0: from Halloween,
2: it's like, well, we already saw that. There was no audio recorder there. Like, yeah. But, yeah, you. Could, I think the TV scene would have been enough. It almost would have been another wink at fans where it's like. Yeah,
1: that
0: would have been, been a really cool wink. Especially so,
1: since, I think. That's probably kind of unfamiliar territory exactly. for a lot of people. Exactly. So to hear something that is directly from Donald Pleasance's mouth, that is that would be like a decent mm-hmm. lead into the movie. I think that probably would have been a better way to do it than to try to get it sound alike.
2: But to yeah. Jimmy's point, it is absolutely unnecessary. I think it came from a place of respect. Like they wanna yeah, they kinda... want they wanna just be like. Like they, they, they don't want us Loomis. to think yeah exactly. yeah. we yeah. know you know he matters we love respect franchise. if he was still alive he would be in this movie I think it was that kind of move yeah oh he totally because there been. is a character who's essentially the new Loomis
0: yeah everyone kind of knew that from the beginning because uh, this guy's casting sheet basically was like he's gonna play Michael's doctor <laughs> it's like, oh, but okay. so he uh,
2: you know it's explained through dialogue that he kind of studied under Loomis and yeah. took over after his death and I think that would have been enough without the
0: audio oh yeah yeah, you know what? My whole thing from the very start <laughs> with this movie is just keep it as simple as possible. Any like, uh, like extra stuff like that, re- I think they should just like really consider it if it needed to be there. Like and, you said, they they cut the reshooting of the yeah ending, that was smart, which was smart. And then uh, it's really cool if you guys see. So they recreated the the final the room where Loomis shoots Michael at the end of Halloween one to rebuild. They rebuilt it perfectly to scale. To reshoot that scene, and then they didn't. So in the in this movie, Laurie's bedroom in her house is that room. And there's a part where she flips off the lights. That's that shows the windows in the right spot. And I thought that was really cool.
1: Yeah, that was kind of a cool subtle nod to. Yeah,
0: and that's uh, that reminds me of the color grading. Do you care about the fact that this doesn't have the blue color grading? Because I've seen people be upset about that. Um, it's that's another
2: thing where I think it'll it'll really matter or I'll be able to gauge it better mm-hmm. when I watch it back to back with the original I will now, I mean say- I've seen the original more than any other movie and like I know that color grading well yeah but without seeing it like immediately after I'm not sure if it will be jarring or not mm-hmm. I mean it's it's their own movie you know it's a new director new DP I mean
0: yeah I want them to have they should own, have their own identity. style
2: uh, I will say speaking of the director of photography it's beautifully shot
0: yes I was bothered by the aspect ratio.
2: Yeah, that, that was the first thing I noticed. I mean, Halloween is shot in that beautiful uh, anamorphic it that widescreen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: uh, it's super nerdy, but like if you're into film, your aspect ratio matters. Um, and I'm if, not sure. I feel like
0: the aspect ratio would have been a good middle ground for having a new visual color Absolutely. identity. It's like okay, we're gonna keep the visual or the aspect ratio the same because that that really works. The wides you get in the original Halloween are. Breathtaking. I think that's part of what makes makes it so scary. I mean, mm-hmm. Dean Cundy is one of the best
2: cinematographers of all time, uh, but particularly in Halloween, because Michael's often like just lurking in the background. It works so well with that wide screen. You're always looking like left to right. Where is he going to show up? Yeah,
0: right. But. They did it. I mean, they made their own movie. <laughs> but yeah, it's still beautifully shot. There's there's this amazing wonder that's like the wonder really is great. I, we've been hearing about this fucking wonder since Comic Con. Yeah. I kind of I don't know why they even released it because they the way they handled the whole press cycle for this movie was bizarre. They showed that whole scene at Comic Con, then cut it down to be a new trailer, but waited over a month to show it. It's just weird. But the wonder was awesome. Even though I've seen a big chunk of it, it's in trailer two. Okay, I was wondering that, seen. but like, it makes sense, it's, yeah, it's it's most of trailer two the the okay. oneer just cut down significantly. Uh, the stuff that they cut out is fucking awesome, and I'm not gonna say any more than that. And uh, the oneer ends with like one of the coolest horror film moments I've ever seen. Yeah, it really does. Just like jaw
2: on the floor and like <laughs> scary. Yeah, you know, like if you're not into horror, you know, if you're so scared by horror movies, like yeah. this will definitely scare you. And I think it's a good mix of like. Classic, more suspense-driven, like the original Halloween, where it's like mm-hmm. stuff lurking in the background, and the newer, like Blumhouse-style scares, where it's like mm-hmm.
1: more in your face. Yeah, kind of
0: a jump scare, but it doesn't really feel cheap. Yeah, there's really only one actual full-on jump scare uh, that I noticed, and it's, I guess, if people want the warning, it's after, it's it's when you see the bus when all from trailer one when all the lunatics are walking around. Well, that's I would say car. I would say the end of trailer one. Yeah, it's yeah. Also. Uh... What, what happens at the end of Trailer 1? The closet? Oh, the closet. The yeah. closet, yeah. Yeah. That was a... Well, that was set up. Like, I don't know. I don't think that's a real jump scare. Is it? Because it's like foot, foot. It's like you know something's yeah, there. Yeah, I suppose.
1: I suppose you could argue against yeah, it. and the
0: extension of that scene I mean, but is it's very
1: cool. It has, like, the music cue and everything. Yeah, down. okay, has, that's like... that's definitely fair. I agree. Um,
0: But, yeah, the I think the, the scene where the lighting really just blew me away was that night shot that we've seen in the trailer with the bus off the side of the road and the character with the gun coming up to the bus and it's like the fogs coming out of the forest like the setup that went into that stuff is now what you see in another in most of Blumhouse's movies no the no. vast majority like this doesn't feel I mean this in a nice way this doesn't feel <laughs> like an average Blumhouse movie it doesn't feel like Happy Death Day or Truth or Dare or uh what's
1: another like one? a purge or the, yeah the purge yeah no, I, I, no
0: CGI blood. I like a lot of
2: Blumhouse movies but this definitely feels bigger it's not contained yeah Totally. Um, I will say back to your point about negatives. This is a, I have to speak relatively cryptic okay. here too. This will be um, fun.
0: I mean, you're making people, you're giving people a reason to come back and re- listen. <laughs> yeah, are so yeah. Totally fine with that. <laughs>
2: um, and again, I don't want to sound like I'm talking too much trash because I did. I really enjoyed the movie. Um, but structurally, it moves along very nicely at, at a pretty fast clip. Like you said, it's good pace. Uh, but the second act. Um, you know, movies use three-act structure. Right. Your first act and your third act are basically what you expect if you know anything about the Halloween movies. It's what you expect. Yeah, totally. But act two, I thought, would be a little more.
0: A little more stalking, a little less slashing. I think okay. is the most I can say without giving it away. I w- yeah, I th- I was gonna say, I feel like this movie goes from act one to act three. Yeah, exactly, it, exactly. And I like that. I, I like it, fast. It works for pacing. the movie. It's just a no little, one no one should try and copy it. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, like I don't think you could do it again. But it was, it was if, risky.
2: It's another thing that might feel a little incongruous if you watch it back-to-back to back to, with the original. I agree with that. It felt like a conscious choice, though. I think it was. I think it was. Very and they, they probably yeah. wanted to subvert those expectations, and they did so successfully. Yeah. But it, it
0: kind of... I I just felt like there's... some I don't know, maybe there's deleted scenes that'll, that'll help. I want to see the deleted scenes. There were very small reshoots on this movie, so I don't... I think there'll be a ton, yeah. but which is good. They had only very minor changes to make. But even like little stuff that was probably cut, like which is what it normally is, like character
2: Expedition. beats for runtime, right. which like... I think would probably help my. Yeah, how long is the movie?
1: I think it's just over two hours.
2: No, I think it's just under. They they announced the runtime like in advance. Turek
0: posted it on Twitter. Hour yeah, forty nine. Yeah, hour is 49. What? They could have used IMDb that extra it. ten minutes. Yeah. I would appreciate a hard two hours. What did you What did you think of the visual differences between this and the this one and the first one? Because you, you liked the first one a lot. Yeah,
1: um, I think that uh, there's definitely some scenes in this that blew me away just of how good they looked. I mean, there's like speaking of scenes that we've seen that were in the trailer, like uh, one of the big uh, wide shots of the. the the asylum when Michael's standing oh, yeah. outside and you see I just think that the colors are really cool there. It's very striking, with yeah. Like a very striking like the uh, floor is like very bold colors and not something you expect from a Halloween movie. Right. That place
0: felt tailor made to be in this movie, which is weird because it's it's a functioning place. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, so I think using things like that where they show a lot of color, a lot mm-hmm. of like very striking, bold visuals, I think worked well. Also, even when it's kind of a bit darker, more muted, like the teeth scene. When he drops all the teeth on the, the ground. The teeth scene. Like that, where it's like kind of the slow-mo of all these little like, teeth hitting the ground. And and it was longer than the trailer. Too. Yeah.
2: Oh, much longer. That's
1: actually a great scene. I remember
2: when that trailer came out, I saw a couple of people complaining that that was something that Michael wouldn't do. With
0: what <laughs> universe? <laughs> Michael loves playing with, like,
2: people. <laughs> well, that's what I say Even if that was your issue, I think when you see it in the context of the movie, mm-hmm.
0: it works a lot better. I just imagine him, like, when he's killing everyone in this movie, just this big fucking (laughs) shit-eating grin on his face. He's like... (laughs) Like, You know know what was kind of weird? It's not necessarily a negative, just something I noticed. There is an extremely, like, pointed focus on trying to get Michael to talk in this movie. Like there are multiple characters who are just badgering the shit out of him to talk. That's a good point. I didn't know. Why do you want him to talk so fast? Like I don't think that's a question anyone's ever asked. Is what Michael like? What does Michael Myers sound like? (laughs) And they make a point right at the beginning. They're like, they they even set it up to not have to do that. They're like, "Uh, I'm gonna let that motorcycle go by. I can edit this out. Sertain is like, he can talk. He just chooses not to. I was like, okay, but we're gonna try to get him to talk. (laughs) He's like, yeah, you gonna talk? (laughs) It's pretty funny. That old scene with uh from the trailer with the the UK film crew who came over. <laughs> well, oh, fuck, you got mad that I called him from the UK. <laughs> the film crew who came to <laughs> interview Laurie and Michael, the journalist. The journalist. <laughs> that that scene was uh is really cool. It's as cool as you want it to be. And um, I'm not gonna say what the the title sequence is for this movie, but it is. That
1: was awesome. I thought that was the really the well theme done. that
0: it has is bringing the spirit of Halloween to life from the dead which is fucking awesome
1: yeah, yeah. It, it, it was, was very, very cool. well
2: done like a very respectful to the original but kind of doing its own, Their thing own twist on it at least yeah.
1: yeah
2: and speaking of i think the movie in general has a really good halloween theme halloween the season oh yeah totally halloween the holiday um there's, <laughs> they, a halloween there's so many pumpkins in. Yeah. yeah there's pumpkins everywhere
0: <laughs> yeah halloween i want to I, I was saying this in another video i did where the fuck were all the Halloween dances when we were in high school? I, mean, like, I would have that. Every movie ever has one. Yeah. They're awesome. Like, that looked like a blast. And I will say, I thought it was cool they used a real licensed song instead of just being like... Yeah. <laughs> it's like they put, put a real song in there and it had a good party vibe. like a shot well. Yeah. Uh, Did
2: they... you... This is a sidebar... But you reviewed Predator, right? Yeah. I mean, it's been out for a little while. There's a scene in Predator where they show a close-up of a school sign advertising a Halloween dance. (laughs) I
0: was pissed. And there's never a Halloween dance in the movie.
2: So I'm very happy to say that Halloween delivers on this Halloween dance. I'm sure there was a Halloween dance in Predator at some point. Oh, yeah. There probably was in some cut of the movie, but not the one we got. In the six years this movie took
0: to get made. Uh, But... Yeah, (laughs) this is a lot better than Predator. Yeah, actually, I liked the Predator, but this is is still a lot better. Yeah, yeah. people are mad. People are not happy that I like that movie. I thought it was fun, but I'm just I'm glad that a movie that I devoted an entire year of my life to digging into at a surgical level managed to surprise me, subvert my expectations, and be good. And it was worth the trip to Salem? Oh, I, well, dude, it could have been the shittiest movie ever for you, so I'd be like, yeah, was like, it was totally worth it. But Salem is great. The, I, I just really genuinely think that anyone who doesn't have the chance to see it in Salem, Massachusetts, at the one movie theater, <laughs> will not get as good of an experience as we did. This episode has think, been sponsored by Cinema Salem. I think that's an, a, a, totally, uh, what is it, subjective as a fact, like there's yeah. no arguing with it. Yeah, it's right. a subjective yes. fact. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's the Halloween town. Just, this place lives and breathes on witches and Halloween. That's strip. true. It only exists this one month out of the year. and <laughs> It just disappears. Yeah. And it just falls off the map.
0: And it was kind of cool. It's, it's, it's not the newest theater. It's, it's not the, the nicest theater. But... My girlfriend was like... This is like being in the 90s.
2: So
1: <laughs> yeah, she up. said that I
0: cracked up. It, has, it had charm. It just felt cool to watch yeah. a Halloween movie in this theater with a bunch of Halloween fans. Yeah. Andy Maticek showed up. Yeah, which surprise guest. Yeah, and she was really cool. Uh, just Very tall, super sweet. She's so tall. Apparently from New England, which is cool. Yeah, uh, and Ryan Turk's from New England. Yeah, year. Ryan Turk's from Connecticut. He introduced it with Andy. Uh, yeah and he gave some great anecdotes about hanging out with Jamie Lee Curtis which was cool yeah and I thought it was, I, the coolest thing was that they, they both hung out after especially Andy Maticek hanging out in the lobby waiting and like talking to people yeah happy to talk to and everybody she wasn't take just pictures like, thank you thank you she was like <laughs> she, asking people what their names were shaking their hands taking pictures she with them she liked my Hocus Pocus shirt uh, yeah she said she watched my YouTube videos <laughs> oh I was really happy about that you got a cool poster signed I did yeah I brought the Comic Con poster that a friend brought back yeah. Uh, for me
2: from San Diego and of course now they got the cool New York Comic Con one that just came out mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I'm glad that they uh, Blumhouse's or Truck pretty much was able to convince <laughs> Malika cod that he didn't need the big budget bloated mess yeah. kind of deal that he that is the most reason most likely what they wanted. that's why this movie took so long to make it's yeah. because he was trying to shop it around and get someone to pay an exorbitant budget for it and that's not what it needed and, no, I mean, it needed a back to the basics Reboot. You don't yeah. need big names.
2: I mean, we have Jamie Lee Curtis, and she has a big name. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but beyond
0: her, right? Judy Greer's like a
2: yeah. Big I name, love her; but... and she's great. But I mean, we don't need uh, LL Cool J or whoever the, <laughs> yeah. whoever the modern equivalent of LL Cool yeah, J Common's is. Not in but, it. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, and then sp- we never talked about uh, her daughter, Karen Strode. So I thought it was actually really cool that even though she kind of rejects her mom's <laughs> "the world is going to kill you" stance, <laughs> she it's not like she doesn't have a little bit of strode in her, you know? Yeah. She's like, right. she, it's in there. She's just, she's geared her life, she's altered it. her life choices to, like, suppress it. So you see her husband, Ray, and it's just, like, this this goofy guy making dad jokes the whole time, and he's, like, trying to be like, whoa, calm down, Lori. This is my house. I'm the man of the house. And Lori's like, I can just, like, break every bone in your body. Like, I can breathe on you and you fall over. It's just, it's, it's funny. The little touch, there's just all these, like, little touches that make these characters feel believable and it I shows think, an understanding. I think it
2: very easily would have been a lesser writer would have written the daughter as either b- believing her 100% or yeah. being completely against her and hating her but she was not. She's a real fully fleshed out three-dimensional character who has feelings both ways. Like Yeah. She's her mother. She loves her. She right. understands the trauma she went through. But on the other hand, she has her own kid she has to raise. She has to
1: do that right and, and she different. has to do it through her beliefs. And she doesn't want to live in a hermit lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and this the scene where you kind of realize the relationship between Laurie and her... Or Allison and her grandma is great. It, it's really cool, just the tone of it. And the the editing. I gotta call it the editing. This is something no one ever talked about. The editing was great. Just the way that it cuts between scenes. Just keep you... It keeps your attention. They, the editor cut... It didn't feel like it was cutting too early... But he would cut in places that I wouldn't. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, oh, the, it, the pacing worked mostly because of the editing for me. They were juggling a lot of different plot points because and field is kind of spread out. But you always kind of knew, what was, or I always knew what was going on. And I thought they did a really good job with that. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I think,
2: and I know you didn't mean it this way, but... I don't think it ever felt busy, despite there being like a few plot threads to follow. It's not like it was busy or confusing or anything. It just felt like uh, a lived-in
0: town, like you said. Yeah, the whole boyfriend subplot that I'm pitching about takes up about, what, like three minutes of the entire runtime? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. but he was acted well for what he did. And uh, all of our friends were well-acted, too. None of them felt like... They didn't just feel like stereotypes. They felt like people. Yeah. Which is weird because you, you barely see most of them. <laughs> and like you said, uh, they feel like they'd actually be
2: friends. Like, yeah. even if you go back to the original Halloween, it's kind of like, why are why are they hanging out with Lori? Yeah. Like, <laughs> they do not feel like they would be actual friends. Right. But this one they do. It feels, it feels genuine.
0: Yeah, you know what? I just watched Rob Zombie's uh, Halloween, and even though instead of having Lori, Linda, and Annie, it's Annie, Annie, and Annie, <laughs> uh, they all feel like friends. Yeah. You capture that better. Yeah. Like, it felt like I feel like in the original Halloween, uh, Annie and Linda should have been treating Lori like, yeah, Lori, you could come hang out with us, the like, cool kids. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know, like, come on, Doing you fucking favorite. nerd. <laughs> yeah. Like, nerd alert. <laughs> <laughs> but in this one, uh, Allison's smart, but she's cool. Yeah. She's like, she's pretty cool. Good character. <laughs> Good movie. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's all I have to say. I just, Alex, do you have any closing words? Um,. I equated this,
2: when I was talking about it as soon as the movie ended, to The Force Awakens, where it's kind of like, it's everything you love about the Halloween franchise. Um, There's definitely a lot of familiarity to the the plot structure, Um, but it's done in a new and exciting way. It introduces new ideas, Mm -hmm. new characters, new themes, but it still delivers on everything you love. Now, this is coming from somebody who loves The Force Awakens also. I I know some people (laughs) fall on the other side of that. Uh, so don't let that deter you, because I don't think it's quite as linear the uh, falling of structure from Star Wars to The Force Awakens right. to, between the two Halloweens. Uh, but I kind of got that vibe from it, and I mean
1: that as a high compliment.
0: Right. What, what, George, what do you think? You have any? You you have anything you want to bring to light here? That yeah, really uh, blows away. I mean, I just really.
1: I you put me on the spot. I yeah. just I really had a, a blast with it. I think any of my issues are pretty nitpicky like I wouldn't really Yeah, change. what
0: what are your issues? Did you talk about them?
1: I mean, you kind of covered them in anything I don't really want to get into like plot details okay. that would have uh, speaking uh, code, man. They love it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, speaking code. <laughs> they love it. Like uh I don't know, I think there's just like a few like logic things that are just kind of pushed one way so that the movie makes sense. Like yeah. they don't seem like yeah. logical decisions. A lot of
0: conveniences.
1: Con- conveniences to just kind of move it along, which I'm fine with cuz it keeps the plot moving and it kept it interesting and Mm -hmm. it, and it didn't really slow down any any points which i appreciate but i just think uh thinking in realistic setting is kind of uh it doesn't really work out okay it wouldn't like it wouldn't work that way in real life but um other than that i think it was just like i said i think it's the best sequel it's to the original halloween and uh i would i'm definitely gonna see it again probably at least two more times in october
0: okay yeah i'm definitely gonna go back and see it in the theater Dude, One guy uh, commented on my review and said, Alright, I'm going dark. I'm turning my phone off. I'm deleting Twitter. (laughs) I am seeing this movie on October 30th at midnight. So from October 19th to October 30th, this guy's going off the grid. Dedication. I thought that was pretty fucking (laughs) cool. That is cool. Because that's the way to do it. That is cool. If you're going to do it, that's the way to do it. I'm going to try my best. Now that I've heard the score on this movie, I'm like... Yeah, I'm going to go see John Carpenter on Halloween, (laughs) as long as he plays one track from this movie. Yeah, rumor has it, we might have heard a rumor at the screening that that
2: he's going to play a a song from the new Halloween soundtrack on this upcoming tour, which the only U.S.
0: date is in L.A. on Halloween. Uh, Ah, I'm (laughs) excited. Yeah, there's there's one track in this movie that I listened to Anthology uh, during the day and last night. I think it's his best song, and I know that's totally objective, but like... I think it's his best song.
1: It's just so good. There's a great kick to it. The <laughs>
0: energy it brings is insane. It's just such a fucking cool
1: song. Yeah, and it works incredible in the scene that it's in. Like when the the extra like riff comes in, you're just like, yeah, yeah like that's, <laughs> like, <laughs> <that's> Michael Myers is <laughs> yeah. back. Dude. It just it felt weird. It, just, it
0: I never wanted to accept that I was seeing the original Michael Myers on screen. It felt like. The same Michael from the first movie. Which, that that is commendable. That Like, he's more That's brutal. That's a feat in and of itself. Oh, like, yeah, big time. Because, I mean, they've never been able... Even, like, the, the good
2: Halloween sequels... Yeah. <laughs> almost never could do that. I, like, I'd say Halloween 2, but, I mean, that was pretty easy because only three years later... Mm-hmm. Felt the most like it, but... Yeah, this is
0: pretty seamless. He's brutal, but... <laughs> it's, it's just crazy. It's, I can't believe they did it. I honestly... I can't <laughs> believe how... Like, how much this feels like a Halloween movie. Like, it's weird that they're at the same fork in the road that Star Wars was at, what, like, five years ago now? Mm-hmm. where they Where they can build on this movie in some really cool and interesting ways, and I hope they don't play it safe in the future.
1: Yeah, I hope it doesn't fall into the trap of, uh, like, Halloween 4, 5, 6, where you just keep yeah. bringing them back in a way that's uninventive or gets... Like, there's not the same level of quality mm-hmm. that they put to make sure that this movie works and feels similar to, like, the original Halloween. And keeping t- more of, like, the core values that launched the franchise to make it what it is today. Yeah. Instead of, like, 4, 5, and 6, where it just kind of goes off the rails and gets bogged down in dumb plot elements and like, over-explaining mm-hmm. things. And I think that they need to kind of keep it simple and just... Just go right of, to the thorn. Exactly. Yeah, this, Next
0: movie, Thor. And the story they wanted to tell in this movie is clean enough to where There's definitely not two prints out there, which is for like for some reason the Halloween franchise has more movies with two prints in the wild <laughs> than any other franchise, I think. Like you've got Rob Zombie's work print and his original movie and you've got the Halloween 6 producer's cut and the original cut. It's like
1: And there's the H2 fuck. TV cut and the H2 <laughs> DVD like... cut and the Halloween 1 the
2: original has a TV cut. And Rob Zombie's 2 has a very significant different... different yeah, there's different like cut. two majorly different
0: yeah. endings. Oh, for two? Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember in the Cinemasker review, uh, in, which, whichever one he stabs Loomis in, I think it's two, in the theatrical one, he doesn't say anything, but in the unrated DVD, he goes, Die! And <laughs> stabs him, and it's like so poorly dubbed. It's like... we don't even have to match lips. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> it's like, oh my god! I didn't know there were two cuts of Halloween too. I thought it was just. I think it's one. mostly just the ending is like almost completely. What are different. the differences? I don't care. Statue of limitations up. You're talking about Rob Zombie's Halloween 2? Yeah.
2: What's the difference? Oh, it makes it a better movie. I think. What is uh, it? It explains a lot. It fleshes out like the the whole the thing with the horse and stuff. Like it's explained oh. a bit more. Yeah. Um, I will say I didn't love Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 when I first saw it on theaters. I mean, I still don't love it now, but <laughs> I respect it a lot more having seen the director's cut i think it makes it a better movie it's it's a bad film. it's a bad halloween movie in that it doesn't feel like your typical halloween film
1: but i think it's a good rob zombie movie it's at least original it does something different yeah. it does not it meets marches to the beat of its own drum at yeah. least <laughs> that's <laughs> a good way to <laughs> That's for sure it, it, you know what
0: he uh, he was incredibly hand on in the first one by the producers they like wouldn't let him do any of the stuff he wanted to do and then after the first one, though, for some reason, they were like, Psh, go ahead. do Well, just because it probably
1: made so much money. It, yeah,
0: it broke records. Yeah. That we,
1: I think it still holds the, the Labor Day
0: weekend record.
1: So w-
2: they were like, we really want you back. And he said, I'll only come back if I can have Final Cut and do whatever I want. So I wonder then if, uh, we got a white horse.
0: The changes <laughs> that happened in two where it's like his movie. I wonder if that movie as a whole would be better received if he was able to lead into it the right way. Probably, yeah. Because, like, if you. It, well, it's not
2: even, even his Halloween, which, I mean, like you said, did have to be studio mended, more or less, has two yeah. cuts. Like, the, the way he escapes is very different in the director's cut than it was in the theatrical. Oh, after. yeah, Daniel, Mikey, Danny <laughs>
0: Trail, Yeah, right? no, well, and, well, there's like a weird rape scene in the director's I, cut. D- I hate that. I mean, it no is, one's seen my review yet. It's going up next week for Rob Zombie's Halloween. Spoiler. I know I'm going to catch some shade for saying that I don't. These are the two things. This is the Rob Zombie's Halloween podcast now. These are the two <laughs> things. That uh really bothered me about Rob Zombie's Halloween, the unrated cut. The rape scene is completely unnecessary because the guy comes into the jail cell and, or Smith or what's it, Smith's Grove? Mm-hmm. That? Yeah. Smith's Grove cell and he's like, yo, you fuck with me, I'm gonna come in here and break all your masks. Rob Zombie put this whole made a whole like plot point why Michael needs a mask. Michael makes masks. He has so many masks. Having that guy come in there, bust in drunk, and start breaking up all the masks, that's Perfect enough reason for Michael to be able to break out of Smiths Grove mm-hmm. instead of a fucking unnecessary brutal rape scene yeah. like that's just so cringy and tired in my opinion. And then the bringing Danielle Harris back is cool. I like that, but having her spend the whole back half of the movie with her tits out, I feel like is weirdly predatory because it's like, remember uh, Jamie Lloyd when she was eleven? Remember her when you were when you were younger? <laughs> Look, now she's an adult and she's got boobs. You want to see them? Like that just it feels scummy to me. In a weird way. And like I know I'm looking too far into it, but that like it's a weird stylistic choice to have a character who lives through an attack from Michael for some reason and then comes back and she's like, Maybe dead, maybe not, and her dad comes in and discovers her with like no shirt on. It's just like, uh weirdly scummy. I actually um...
2: I like Daniel Harris a lot. I shouldn't say actually. Like That's not a controversial opinion. <laughs> really, you Hot actually... take. Uh, Daniel Harris is I, a good Everyone's yeah, talking shit about her.
0: All day. <laughs> oh, I mean, I was glad she came back. Well, that's what I was that's going to say,
2: I, I almost wish she didn't. Like, I like her, and she's good in that movie. That's probably one of her best performances, honestly. Yeah, she, like, she, she
0: is. She was older then, Excellent. She's in her 30s. In yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, she per- per- perpetually looks 20, so yeah, it yeah. works, but... It, it almost felt like stunt casting, but, like, specifically for yeah. Halloween fanboys because no one else will ever know but, like, there's, yeah. like, us. But it's weird to have her who was in the original continuity come back and play. It's not like she was making
0: a cameo. Yeah. She was,
2: like, one of the main supporting
0: characters. She was real, real salty that she wasn't in this movie. I think that got a little blown out of proportion. I watched her Facebook live stream about it and she seemed pissed. Really? Oh. Yeah. She, and... like, was livestreaming. She's, like, uh... She... Her whole hang-up was... She thought Lori would still have a son, but when she found out she had a daughter and a granddaughter, she just assumed she should play the daughter. She wants to be in three distinct timelines. Yeah, I was like, oh, like lightning can't strike three times. (laughs) and that would be—I mean, that would at that point I'd be like, that is crazy. You made it. That's what I mean. Yeah, like
1: if if she could pull it off, give me your agent.
0: Yeah, and if I—if I was an actress. And I'm, I'm, like, looking for a role. I would act more mad than I actually was yeah. just to drum up controversy. <laughs> right. and just make get people talking yeah, about it. Yeah. Or yeah, like get, get people talking about it. And, like, it got people talking. <laughs> yeah. It like, whatever. Yeah. Know, she's cool. She's got a hatchet, though. Yeah. she's Well, she,
2: she wasn't in the new hatchet either. Oh, she's so. not in Victor Crowley? No. 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 However, you can buy Victor Crowley on oh, yeah. brocarfan.com. <laughs> <laughs> on VHS.
0: That sat in my uh, set for over a month yeah I hope you drove some sales my way <laughs> people, people always commented on it uh, me and slashing and cast they liked it too yeah so those yeah are cool but uh yeah that's uh that's episode 48 of fear frequency this was a great half hour
1: review oh yeah i
0: was like we're gonna keep it tight to a half hour what are we at timing an hour (laughs) okay cool (laughs) Cool. i say i was talking to george at the bar we were just at and i was like i'm gonna say a half hour it'll probably end up being like 45 minutes to an hour and i'll feel good about it (laughs) and so you guys got a big episode of fear frequency this week uh we george and i obviously recorded this before the new segment so this will be fun to cut to (laughs) uh alex where can we find you on the internet Oh, everywhere. I'm all over the no, internet. Where can, we, where can people buy stuff from um, <laughs> Let's just cut to the yeah. day. How do we make you money? Yeah. <laughs> uh, my
2: website is Uh There's a shop link at the top where you can buy Victor Crowley on VHS. You can buy Broke Horror Fan t-shirts.
0: I, I have the t-shirt.
2: Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. As featured in Jimmy's <laughs> Halloween review yeah. around Salem. Even though he wore jackets, you can't really see what it says. But I assure you it says it Broke says, Horror uh, Fan. It says
0: Ock.
1: <laughs>
2: or uh, he's got, he's thinking real hard about this uh, <laughs> yeah. Akora, Akora. That's uh, short for broke orphan. <laughs> um, we have a couple of very limited. Nothing as big as Victor Crowley yet. Although we're working on what our next big title is, but we have a couple of really small runs of independent movies coming on VHS for Halloween uh yeah i can reveal one of them it's uh actually two short films one of which i directed oh um but it's it's we got a director in the <laughs> <house>. <laughs> yeah. predominantly dark roast which is my friend tofer hansen's short film which i was assistant director on it's a really fun horror comedy set on halloween okay it's his is about 20 minutes and it's paired with a short of mine called Rudoval Leva, which is also set on halloween okay um, it runs about seven minutes, but we made it into like a kind of a little Halloween event tape. Uh, okay, kind it of a short double feature. Exactly, we got a little horror host segment. Um, what? Nice. With Super Dracula. Okay. <laughs> the greatest of all Draculas. <laughs> Uh, which is honestly, we just got that footage back. It is hilarious. Okay. I can't wait to see Um, and some indie horror trailers are featured on it. It's, I think it's gonna be a fun tape for like the 10 people who check it out. <laughs> All right. I mean, I'm, I'll check it out.
0: If people like the VHS, the VHS is coming back. It's VHS coming VHS and back. cassette tapes. Yeah. The bar we were just at has a cassette DJ night. Really? Yeah. I mean. It's weird. If you guys want to see that, go to Bit Bar on Salem. <laughs> uh, so where are you on Twitter? Oh uh, yeah.
2: So we're, it's at Brocarfan on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, if you want to look me up, I'm at Alex's Legend on Twitter. Um, that's all I get. Cool. George,
0: you want to bring us home?
1: Yeah. As always, come back next week for more horror news and reviews, and you never know who might be listening.